Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete. Mark, these Jaffa cakes are delicious. They are the best thing I have <laughs> ever found. M&S or raspberry-flavoured Jaffa cakes. Yeah, they're really, really cheap at the minute. Mm. Dangerously mm. cheap. Yum, yum, uh, yum. Two boxes for £1.50. <laughs> 75p a box. I'd reckon that makes each Jaffa cake <laughs> worth about 6p. Yeah, no, we're There's having a right old night amount. of it. These are the most delicious things lager ever. and £1.50 Jaffa cake. Everyone's like, oh, I love a Jaffa cake. Oh, I love a Jaffa cake. What if there was a raspberry one? Yeah. Jaffa Cake have done it before, they're what, not doing it now. What if it was an oblong, oh, eh? What, what if it was that good? Aren't they good? <laughs> they are very good. That, if you take nothing else out of this podcast at any Raspberry point... Jaffa Cakes, M&S, Raspberry Jaffa Cakes, M&S. Raspberry Jaffa Cakes, Absolutely. Trying to get us hooked on it. They are unbelievable. <laughs> and it's also uh, a, a sort of useful box if you were, for example, sending a grass snake. <laughs> <laughs> to an enemy. Mark, that, uh, that came out of nowhere. That really, really uh, did. Pete, you know I have a lot of enemies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if only I had grass snakes, <laughs> my life would be much better. <laughs> uh, welcome back, ECW One Night Stand yes. 2005. Do you know, this is actually one of those those pay-per-views that I watched it and, and I was like, oh, it's not as good in the ring as I remembered at all. Mm. But it is one of the most popular and beloved pay-per-views of all time. Right, okay. People go on about it. So I, I even like, I just Googled One Night Stand 2005. I'd look on Twitter, see, see what people were saying about it yeah. right now. Right now, right now yeah. 14 years later, right now. And most people just going, oh, I watched this again the other night. It's my favourite pay-per-view of all time. No one's right. going, oh, it's a bit <laughs> overrated. <laughs> it's not really overrated because it's great, but the action in the ring isn't amazing. But what an exciting thing. <laughs> <laughs> I do find it the strangest thing, like in wrestling, that you put this thing on and you're basically putting on a product for people that don't like your product yes. as much as someone else's product. Yeah. And you're then the- you're you're going, it was a huge success because they really liked it because they hate our project, our product so much. And we won't do this again and for another year. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> and we'll put John Cena in it according to Wikipedia. Oh, yeah, but that is one of 
the great matches of all time. Really? Uh, the reaction. Honestly, the reaction in this throughout is 10 out of 10. Right. The reaction in that John Cena RVD match in the next year <laughs> is one of the most exciting reactions you'll ah, ever see in your life. It's okay. so Maybe thrilling. Watch it. Um, there was a, a guy who brought a sign which really summed it all up, which just yeah. said, if Cena wins, we, we riot. riot. <laughs> and it's the only time it's happened in wrestling where you've thought, I legitimately think if he does win, you will riot. But this is this isn't a funny sign. This is a statement of fact. But, and, we, and we know for a fact if everyone gets in the ring, yeah. you're fucked. You are fucked. That bugger's coming down. <laughs> <laughs> um, number three, match three. <laughs> Woo, got that far in got two there. episodes. Woo. Uh, Psychosis versus Rey Mysterio. Psychosis. <laughs> oh. Psychosis. That's what I'd say if I was sick. Psychosis. <laughs> it sounds like Papa Lazarus. <laughs> <laughs> Through the nose. Through the nose. Well, but well, actually, before we get there, it's all um, it's, it, there's the little v- VT oh, of all of things. But one, one. Of, one of the bits we mentioned, like the ring collapsing, Terry Funk hanging a man by the leg. Um, Terry at one point had a flaming branded like branding, branding iron. iron. Yes. Wow. Yeah. You can. I, I think there's a match where he sets that alight, and there's too much rag on the end of the branding iron because obviously a branding iron is metal. Yeah. So you have to wrap a like kerosene soaked rag yeah, yeah, around the end, then you it light flammy, it. Yeah. And he basically comes in, and the whole the, the, the rag just flops either onto him or Mick Foley, and they both go up. I mean, it's a, a living nightmare. Um, <laughs> it's, well, the, the, the VT's introduced by let's take a look at some early ECW memories. A woman is immediately stabbed in the back of the head. I wrote. <laughs> just, <laughs> you get Sandman having a fag as well, yeah. and he he says the line, "Life's a bitch," and then I married one, and it, it's just like, wow, this is Sandman's horrible. This ain't your daddy's action figures. This is. <laughs> Do you know I'm obsessed with Sandman? And I'm obsessed with him for a number the of reasons. He does in this ECW special. Uh, the things he's done throughout his career. Right. I mean, it, it, you're hard pressed to say he's a wrestler, <laughs> just because he doesn't actually sort of do and never has done any moves. <laughs> I've never seen him. He just sort of runs into people, or he, or he gets knocked over. Yeah. But I can't think of him actually doing a move. Right. That. Someone who, who who never did wrestling or couldn't watched wrestling do. couldn't have done. Um, I, I did look into. I might save that for the main event, just because okay, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. we're going to have a bit of a Sandman set. <laughs> Sandman Sand, uh, Something I'm sure the Sandman is used to. Uh, <laughs> a big sesh that lasts for nine days, <laughs> and then the one who you've married. <laughs> but no, uh, the third match is Remisteiro versus Psychosis. Psychosis. Um, uh, Psychosis and Ray. They they had an incredible series of matches in yes, ECW. Okay, right. They, 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 I think. They, they, one of the commentators might say it, but they had something like 500 matches against each other that in their Mexican insanity. career. Yeah, uh, this this would be. I mean, if you think about it, in Mexico, that's probably just under a year because mm. you would quite often do two shows two a day, shows if not three. You might do four at the weekend. <laughs> you could actually do it in about eight months. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but they uh, they Ooh, were yeah. incredibly good together, incredibly good. And uh, in ECW, they were both masked men. They came in, and the series really set them for life. It certainly made. Ray Mysterio, the, the just a superstar mm. in, in in America. Mm. Um, uh, Psychosis. The, the problem with this match is he comes out and uh, he comes out in cool his mask. mask, yeah, which he used to wrestle in, oh, and that's where everyone, right. everyone remembers him. Uh. And it, it, he just takes it off. And there's this guy underneath who looks a little bit like Richard Ramirez, <laughs> the night stalker, the serial killer, and. 
Everyone's a bit like, what the f- what's just <laughs> what's happened? Taking his- I thought that the big thing is like, Why you de-mask someone. Why have you taken someone. your mask off? Yeah, because his mask was a cooler mask as well. It was great. Mask. But it turns out that actually, <laughs> totally nobody had really noticed this, mm. but in WCW in 2000, where he'd been a, a leading cruiserweight, he'd lost, I think on like a TV show that no one, you know, it was a nitro, but no one had really sort of remembered it. Right. He'd lost a mask versus hair match to a guy called Billy Kidman. Mm. And so he'd unmasked. Yes. And then he took it so seriously... Oh, he could never... He was like, I can never put it back on. (laughs) He took it so seriously, apart from the fact that he, he, I think, then lost it in Mexico to Rey Mysterio as well. He's like, well, I can lose it in two places, (laughs) Um, obviously. Um, So when he took it off, and nobody knew this, no one remembered that he'd been on Nitro and lost his mask. Rey Mysterio wrestled for years in WWE without a mask on. Right. But you want to see him in his mask. (laughs) Chuck your mask back on. Put your mask on. I lost it on Nitro. Isn't that what people were shouting, though? Like, they were shouting, put your Mask on. Put it on. Put it on. Put your mask on. Put it on. Weird. Yeah. But what a strange decision. The, the, the hilarious thing about this, the <laughs> level of fandom is such. It's amazing that they didn't know. Oh yeah, of course he's ha- he's had to uh, you know unmask. In fact, for the last couple of years, he's been Nicho El Millionaro, not even Psychosis. But <laughs> that's so Nicho El Millionaro. But the, the the thing about it is, they remember like ECW well enough that he comes out without the mask. You're like, Ugh. when Rey Mysterio uses his finishing move, the six one nine. Yeah. So he goes through the ropes and kicks him in the head. Yeah. The crowd start booing. Why? And it's because that is a move he only ever used in WWE. So they saw the move as being a WWE <laughs> move. But that's so, in his locker now. I'm confused. He, a wrestler can grow. No. He can't just use the moves that he used back then. Pete, I say, I say, I say this to you. EC-dub. EC-dub. <laughs> Even at the end when they're beating up Eric Bischoff. Yeah. Uh, Rey Mysterio does the 619 mm. and the crowd still boo, boo Rey Mysterio for doing it. They a must mask. have been waiting for him to, you know, do a... Because things like that don't... Uh, crowds don't grab all of something that quickly, surely. I, or maybe I, they do. I think they did. I think I really think they did. It's a funny one because the Mexican wrestlers <laughs> didn't tend to have these finishing moves. So there was no real move that you'd associate with Rey Mysterio beyond the fact that he was this incredible flyer right. and would be doing jumps out of the ring and mm. stuff like that. But that move was just seen as being, no... That is not a pure Naughty. move. That's not a pure this, garbage pure. wrestling move. How dare you come here? <laughs> How he... dare you come here in front of all these big, fat, <laughs> horrible men and start showing, oh, you've moved on. Well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want the new single. We want the greatest hits. Yeah, entirely. Do you know what? Oh, yeah, I was yeah, watching yeah. this the other day, though, and I was thinking, Rey Mysterio is still going, still going mm. at a high level, but yeah. he's getting on a bit. Yeah. And I was thinking, please, please, God, don't let them retire him without him doing that last run where he's doing the old uh, who can win my mask let's <laughs> let's have him do it's the hair versus mask match at WrestleMania. Let's have him go out as he should, which is unveiling himself in the ring. <laughs> that, that face that we've seen before, but it was a long time ago, so it probably is a bit more scary now. <laughs> but I just, I just thought it, it suddenly made me actually panic a bit. Going, what if they do like a Rey Mysterio gets to retire without them doing a Jeopardy mask yeah. like, year long yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really want to see that very do, badly. Or the mask goes to somebody else, and then they've got to wear it. Whoever defeats him, the mask goes to the the North. Korean defector oh. that I've made. <laughs> Not as a Korean It'd be great if it was guy. just like Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Brock Lesnar <laughs> beats him. fit on his head. <laughs> Tiny He'd have little to put it on one of his tits. His eyes. <laughs> 
his eyes like bulging out, and, uh, screaming. It hurts. Then <laughs> <laughs> Ray Mysterio six one nine, you everyone booing. <laughs> Worst show ever! Yeah, rest on me, Mark. <laughs> uh, psychosis. He had he had a, a career uh, with a, a little sort of group with um, Super Crazy mm. and Hooven to Guerrero. After this, uh, as the Mexicals never really managed to to you know rise to the heights that he did on this night again mm. really in the US um, it, he got sacked in 2006 because he was arrested um, he'd stolen a car allegedly from a 23 year old guy in um, Ros- Rosarito Beach in Baja California nice I'm not sure if that's California or if that's another place I don't know look mm. it up um, <laughs> he, he basically uh, uh, asked to borrow the man's car I don't think they knew each other and the man refused <laughs> at knife point yeah psychosis then pulled a gun on him and took the car <laughs> during a chase with the police he then hit loads of other vehicles uh, and when they arrested him they found that the gun he'd had uh, earlier in the night was actually just a water pistol um, but as a result of this unsurprisingly uh, still, got, still got a prison his, his contract was terminated yes, I was, um, I'm obsessed with the video of a Russian man who has baked a load of cookies in the shape of an iPhone uh-huh. and he's you know, put icing on them to make them look like an iPhone and, and he's in the car uh, trying to taunt policemen to stop him because he's on his phone. Great. And they stop him, and it's, you know, the video that he's released is some kind of big prank. And what the, the female policeman's going, um, what, what are you doing? And he, he's going, oh, what, what am I doing, right, uh, officer? And he's like, I'm on the biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> You're on a what? <laughs> and she goes, well, I stopped you because you were using your phone. You had your phone to your head. And he's going, and he just picks up his phone and goes, yum, yum, and eats it. <laughs> and it's like, right, it's now, a gag that's still going to lend you it, it yeah. lends you you're wasting jail. police time. You're st- right? Well, it's not even like you've still got your hand to your head. Yeah. So you still don't have access to the gear stick, or mm-hmm. you can't control a car. You're not in full control of a car because you got a biscuit on your head. Is it a crime to eat a biscuit? <laughs> yes, it is. Well, <laughs> I didn't well, know I'm that. A... <laughs> <laughs> you can't arrest me if I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I did not know. That it was How a crime. long did you spend doing this? Many hours. <laughs> But I didn't think to check. Three of them perished in my hands. <laughs> the guy had to suddenly break. He was very dangerous. You are a very stupid Russian man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you still do the crime, even if you're waving around a water pistol. Well, it agree. could be the same as a, as a, as a gun. Uh, well, I know. I mean, uh, he, he was called psychosis. You know. Yeah, you could blame that, blame that if anything. Did this come as a surprise to anyone? <laughs> um, they, uh, they then have the, the, the real meat of the show, which is... Did you, did you see the man who took your car? <laughs> well, I wouldn't have done if you hadn't taken his fucking mask. <laughs> Proper good. It's a me. Oh, that's good. That, that that for me was almost like we should end the show here because okay, I think that was too, that was good. a good topper. <laughs> See you next week, chums. <laughs> that was actually a topper, uh, a finishing uh, joke that I used in WWE. So I'm not allowed to yeah. use it in WrestleMania. So purists, <laughs> all the WrestleMania fans booing. <laughs> um, uh, we get the, the the sort of real main meat of the podcast, really, which is a funny thing. The WWE superstars mm. uh, enter the Hammerstein Ballroom. Yes. And I look at this and I think, you know, if you'd have been there in the meetings beforehand, mm. you'd go, do you know what? If it's a reunion show, why don't we not do that? Why don't we just let them do the reunion do the thing, show yeah. and yeah, it'll yeah, be great yeah, yeah. fun? But this works. <laughs> I mean, no one could have seen it working this well. Um, and they lead out with uh, Kurt Angle comes out. Mm. <laughs> and there's, there's just some great bits in this. So, Kurt Angle... A lot he, of swearing. A oh, lot, sw- lot of shits, a lot of fucks. The, the best thing that WWE <laughs> have ever done, and this is something that's not particularly like widely disseminated... Mm. But on the DVD of uh, One Night Stand 2005, 
They'd actually mic'd Bradshaw, JBL, up with his own personal mic. Oh, really? Brilliant. And from the moment he enters, <laughs> there's an audio track of him just talking throughout the whole show, <laughs> and you, it picks it all up. Right. And some of the bits that really made me laugh is he's just talking to, like, Orlando Jordan next to him, and they're watching a match between Shane Douglas and Taz. And this is the bit that his mic picks up. Shane Douglas. He looks tall because he's next to Taz. He's 5'3". So JBL is just sitting there the whole night, just watching stuff, just going, this is a pile of old crap, this is rubbish, this is it. But what it brings up is... What an exhausting performance, you've got to do that all night. I think, (laughs) and I, I think he is very clearly... Turned up and gone. This is essentially a night off. What does Bradshaw do when he's travelling or on a night off? He drinks. And I think he <laughs> is belligerent and drunk. <laughs> that will later become a key factor in something that happens in the bit at the end. Right, okay. So he is, he is genuinely... <laughs> turns up and he does a career best performance in this because he is riling up a crowd he was always one of those guys who was a great on the mic and he was a sort of like mean bloke yeah but people didn't really hate him because he was dull and they don't care and it's just wrestling mm. and in this room everyone legitimately hates him and he fair play to him legitimately despises every single person there he he i don't think he, he makes any like I th- the, the speeches that he gives make it very clear that he had no time for ECW. Yeah. It was seen as being, you know, garbage wrestling. Yeah. And he looked at it and he just went, look at all these fat, unathletic, <laughs> drug-addicted shitheads. <laughs> and, and he comes out and he just, they, they basically say to him, the mic is yours. Yeah. And he goes, well, I've been waiting for this moment for a while. Uh, it's it's just majestic. Before they even turn up his mic, he's like, his, his, um, his actual mic he's got in his hand, uh, he gets given a message, he goes, like, he gets his ticket out and that's the big thing. We got tickets we bought tickets and he's going goes to Rimstero I got my ticket you little Mexican <laughs> I know I was really... like that's a really weird <laughs> you a... little Mexican there's a funny thing where he knows everything he says is being recorded <laughs> and it's just he's just sort of aggressive there's a really good bit um, <laughs> it, it's, it, it's also picked up by the mic the mic that he wears <laughs> really picks up the crowd mm. so on the on the TV thing you've got a certain amount of the you know the crowd aren't mic'd yeah. massively you just want a general hubbub Mm. On that mic, you pick up so much specific abuse that is directed at him. <laughs> it's magic, and it's really, really aggressive. Uh, there's a little bit, uh, I think we're just going to play it now. They love us, Orlando. Oh, yeah. They love us. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. But it's slightly... What it does is it gives you a really sort of weird indication as to if you <laughs> if you are a really hated wrestler, yeah. you suddenly realise in that it is constant noise and constant abuse that you can hear, which doesn't really come across on TV. And it's a really sort of unique little document of what it's like to be a wrestler walking through a crowd that hates you. It's sort of magic in that respect. It's really good. Um, the, uh, the, the other bit I really love is Kurt Angle comes out. And Kurt Angle, he has a a, a very, very brief history with ECW. Mm. So after he wins the gold medals, Paul Heyman invites him to come to an ECW show. And Angle is beginning to sort of go, I wonder what this professional wrestling thing is about, because as an amateur, I'm not making very much money. So he goes down to an ECW show, and he doesn't really know what to expect. He's horrified, (laughs) I imagine. Well, they bring him in, and there's a bit where (laughs) Joey Styles sort of says to the crowd, please welcome Kurt Angle, the big gold medal. And everyone's actually really sort of, wow, here he is, okay. 
And Kurt Angle comes down and he's beaming. And he's just like, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and they bring out um, little Guido, Nunzio. And Nunzio says, oh, sir, I'm a, you know, amateur. And I just want to say you're a hero of mine. You're an absolute inspiration to me. And I respect you so much. And shakes his hand. And Angle is like, this is lovely. <laughs> this is wonderful. And everyone applauds. And they go, ladies and gentlemen, Kurt Angle. He goes, thank you very much. And they all go, woo. And off he goes. And he goes to the commentary position and he watches the show. And there's an angle they do on there where the, I believe, Raven crucified the Sandman. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to hell, son. Yeah, and Angle went fucking ballistic. And he was, he just, uh, Joey Styles talks about sitting next to him. He said, uh, here we had an Olympic gold medalist who won the gold medal for America in America with a broken neck. And I'm just thinking, how the hell did Paul Heyman get this guy here? Why is Kurt Angle in this crap hole of a building in Philadelphia? (laughs) So I'm sitting there watching this match, and that's when Raven and his minions crucified the Sandman on a wooden cross that the Sandman (laughs) built himself because he was a carpenter. (laughs) Raven even put a barbed wire crown around Sandman's head like a crown of thorns. South Philly was a very Catholic community, (laughs) and they were sitting in stunned silence until they started booing. And it was not the good booing either. It was the, we don't want you doing this kind of booing. <laughs> the thing I've heard many times <laughs> in ECW. I'm speechless, but Kurt Angle turns to me, assuming, maybe because I'm wearing a suit and tie, that I know what's going on, and he starts screaming at me. I can't be a part of this. This is disgraceful. This is awful. <laughs> I don't ever want footage of me being here to ever air. Um, Paul Heyman, uh, <laughs> Joey Styles turns to Heyman for help. Paul Heyman has already left and gone backstage <laughs> just to hide. Anyway, Anyway, um, he then got Raven to basically come down <laughs> to say to Kurt Angle, uh, I'm, I'm really very sorry um, for... You have to see that. He said, he said, I'm really very sorry that we used religious iconography. <laughs> <laughs> Raven's exact words. Um, Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. Yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Angle was so disgusted. It basically put him off professional wrestling for, I think, another year where he was just that horrified. So Angle has a little bit of history with ECW. Right. But the other thing is, he's also a great wrestler. And even if you're an ECW fan, you love Kurt Angle. And Angle, at this point, is is a bad guy. And he comes out and he he's... He he is in front of everybody else, and he ends up stuck on the balcony on his own for too long. <laughs> and he's just sitting there in front of the crowd, and he's sort of standing up, going, "Where is everybody else?" <laughs> he's walking around. It's all sort of awkward. And then JBL comes in, and he is the lightning rod. Ah, oh, is he ever? I mean, he is. He is <laughs> just fantastic. It is a career best performance. Mm. It really is, and it makes the evening so much better. Yeah, because you have it's like Julius Caesar sort of thing, in in the balcony, completely sort of like that. You have the the enemy sitting there, lording it over. And what you're doing, of course, as a fan, is you're going, I wonder how you're going to get your comeuppance tonight. Yeah. The answer is, of course, he wouldn't. Um, <laughs> more about that anon. Um, one of my favourite bits is when Angle does speak, the, char- the crowd begin chanting, you suck dick. Yes. Um, Not suck. Everyone's sucking something. Oh, Either you mate. suck or you suck dick. Or just, mate, that's what being extreme center. is about. <laughs> um, and he, uh, he just cut. He has. Clearly, they were like, there's a chance that when you come out, they're going to chant chanting, you suck dick. You <laughs> suck dick. So, we've, 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 we've got a little thing that you can say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, this is it here. <laughs> now, what he's not doing is going, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, he's going, good point, actually. Yeah. I thought, great diss, and thinking about it, yeah. It, yeah, you your sucked it. Your mother taught me how. <laughs> right, so, sorry, you you do. So the accusation is that yeah, landed. Yeah, and I do it really well, because <laughs> your mum taught me. <laughs> right, okay. Okay, so... Did you... So, did you, like, Who, put gave, a, who did, gave you this line? Yeah, did, did you sort of approach her and say, would it be possible for me to learn? <laughs> what, what, how did this arrangement come about? <laughs> but, I mean, it doesn't matter, actually, Kurt. I mean, what's clear is you've just admitted you something. Yeah, ah, excellent blowjobs. Ah, Kurt Angle, excellent blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> Olympic gold medal winner in two categories. <laughs> um, <coughs> oh, good lord! Um, you then get another little ECW. Dicks over son. <laughs> yes, your mum. <laughs> How is? Oh. <laughs> Do you know? I couldn't even bring myself. Mark, to... so, uh, I know. And that's what I was thinking. Stuck too many dicks. <laughs> uh, there's she another. Said that was a medicine. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, uh, no, I was about to do like another comeback, but I was thinking, no, actually, because I mean, is she ill? No, she's fine. Is she? Yeah. Good. Back to sucking dicks. <laughs> <laughs> There's another little ECW highlight. My dad's lost a bit of weight recently. You have to know. They again. They just have so many highlights. It's really exciting. You have a bit where <laughs> Steve Austin is pretending to be Eric Bischoff, which was mm. Austin would be fired from WCW by Eric Bischoff um, when he was injured, and he was very worried about 
really what his career had next. Yeah. Paul Heyman said to him, come down to ECW. Why don't you just do some stuff to get this off your chest? Mm. So Austin showed a, a, a side of his personality that had never been shown before, which was this passionate, funny, like, no-bullshit Texan. Previously, he'd been stuck with this very sort of bland, you know, stunning Steve Austin yeah. um, uh, image where he had a ponytail and, you know, later he was just this sort of cookie-cutter uh, wrestler with the much more charismatic Brian Pillman. Mm. And when he came to ECW, basically everyone sort of went, oh gosh, actually this guy's he's pretty good. Tank, yeah, yeah he's, got, he's got a lot to give. Mm. Um, they showed two called Scorpio um, doing a lot of moonsaults. Um, <laughs> yes. Two called Scorpio uh, had a, a long career through Japan and WCW and, and WWF. Um, probably most famous for being the wrestler who was the best endowed wrestler of all time. Okay. Yeah. Even better than Dev. Yeah, apparently. Oh, apparently. Hello. Um, you get Raven handcuffed to a cage, being hit with a chair. <laughs> yes. You get Ray Mysterio and Psychosis brawling in a car park, which is really exciting. <laughs> um, there's that sense of ECW again that they had no boundaries; that these were fights. Yeah. And there wasn't that thing of going, "Oh, when the bell rings," you know. It was just that thing of going, "It could spill out into the parking lot," mm. and it gave them such a really good, rich visual image. There's also the clip of Chris Benoit breaking Sabu's neck. Yes. Which is um, really horrible. It's really rough. Really But they really go all out to sort of go, ah, look, he landed on his head. Chris Benoit got his uh, crippler Chris Benoit nickname as a direct result of um, breaking Sabu's neck. Uh, A man pile drives a woman called Beula... No, Beula... Beula McGillicuddy. McGillicuddy. Yes, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Lots of women on... on, uh, uh, Male on women violence, which, again... you didn't see. You didn't see at all, but but what you you can see... (laughs) Oh, yeah. What you can see here, of course, is the, the themes that really fed into the Attitude Era, yeah, where right, it okay. became, you know, the, you would get that big pop by, mm. you know, giving Doing something China the, the stunner, that mm. sort of thing, or or punching Stephanie McMahon to the floor <laughs> and then spitting on her. I mean, a, a woman at one point doesn't want to be kissed because she's pregnant. Said, yeah. I won't kiss you. Why? Because you're somebody else's girl. No, because I'm pregnant. I, I, I mean, there was a soap opera you can, element. You can kiss pregnant women, can't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Tainted. <laughs> I don't want to get babies off a woman. <laughs> um, the, uh, th- that, for me, is probably the only one that I looked at and I thought, probably something else you could have put there. <laughs> that, that didn't seem to me like the thing you want to go, didn't land. here's all our highlights, here's the top 100. <laughs> yeah, it was at really, number one, it was really WWE, wasn't Stevie it? Richards <laughs> finding out a woman was pregnant. Although... <laughs> Fair play to them. The crowd really go, oh, shit! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that reaction was amazing. I want to watch my stories. <laughs> I want to watch my darling. You D- and me be. <laughs> Daddy watching his no. pictures. <laughs> um, they, uh... Oh, she, did, she didn't. <laughs> she ain't pregnant. Who pregnant? Who pregnant? <laughs> um, <laughs> a, a little, what we call a tableau of the American South. I was watching, uh, no, I was reading about, um, remember um, Barbar the Elephant? <laughs> yeah. I, can, I cannot wait to see where this is the going. The original French story, uh, very French, uh, Barbara the Elephant um, goes and gets uh, domesticated by um, high society, lives mm. an old lady like the cartoon. Um, but he goes, very much like my own life. <laughs> <laughs> but he goes back to um, the jungle. Um, the king of the elephants dies because he eats a, a bad mushroom. Mm. And then Barbar becomes the king of the jungle has sex with his cousin and has two kids and teaches them all about, well, presumably, a really small gene pool. But, yeah, fucks his cousin. E.C. Dobbs! E.C. Dobbs! I was like, that was like, oh, she d- he didn't. Oh. I can't believe that's omitted oh. from the cartoon 
TV shop. You can't have the word bad without bar. <laughs> I'm very much into rebranding bar bar bad for a bar. new generation. Bad bar. <laughs> this ain't your... E-man's coming back, baby. This ain't your daddy's bar bar. <laughs> um, uh, by the way, you'll be excited to know that the uh, WWE have launched a mashup series of action figures called Masters of the WWE Universe. Bwah, hang on, mashup, as in... They've taken the like design of the He-Man world and right. then they sort of like crowbarred in like Triple H into being new figures. They are the ugliest thing in the world. <laughs> they, do you know what they're worse than? Worse than Funko Pops. <laughs> Terry, I'd like a, a, have they not done a Terry Funko Pops? Has no one done that for <laughs> That would I'm be good. Write, I'm going to write in te- Terry. I, I can't. Funko God, are you Pops? using a, a, a keyboard <laughs> made like in the 1800s? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's only scary Terry, no pants, some kind of Rick and Morty. Uh, that, gonna, I cannot believe there is, is not Norby a Terry Funk Funko. Terry Funko Pops. No! Scary Terry Funk... There's no Terry Funko Pops! Crazy. Right, I'm making it. They, they are, let me say this for the record, the worst company <laughs> I have ever seen. Not only <laughs> do I hate their output, but they haven't done a Terry Funko Pop. <laughs> Man. Funko Pops wrestlers. Let's have a look what fucking wrestlers they Oh, Pete, you, you, honestly, th- this is, this is uh, nine, thou- nine oh, million uh, everything. Undertaker hooded... Uh, Sean Michaels. Oh, he looks alright. But they've added. I oh, just shut. Yeah, just shit in it. Sounds like that could be anyone. Do you know? You, uh, no. I, I'd like it if they had to put on a thing uh, on each box that said. Basically, Why we've done this? We got this idea because one of us watched Muppet Babies. <laughs> 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 Who's Big E? Big E yeah. from the New Day. You'll love oh, him. Right, okay. Oh right. Okay. You'll yes. love him. You're a few it, years away. The yeah. The new Day. I like them, you do. They're on the WWE Network. They've got a Skittles advert that makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> one of them goes, one of them's got a funny catchphrase. And like, he's in the bath and he's got a lot of Skittles. It's funny. I enjoyed it. I, I've no frame of reference. I've already got Peter that. Peter watching his <laughs> stories. <laughs> I've only got that. Just the 30 second adverts. I've got that. And I've got when the uh, Hardy Boys come out and they're, because they're introduced yeah. by the new day. Classic. Uh, they're, that's the only bits that I've got in my head. Anyway, hey. Terry Funko Pops. Uh, <laughs> Now, I'm going to do a custom Funko Pops. <laughs> give, give, it to, give it to someone at the live show. I love the way you've gone from going, do you know what, I hate them, and in three minutes you're like, I'm going to make my own custom ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet absolute dirtbags have made custom ones, haven't they? <laughs> um, I, I, I will accept a Lord Alfred Hayes Funko Pop. <laughs> that, that's the only thing that will make me like them. Okay. Um, there's uh, You get JBL doing his big speech where he's really laying into ECW, <laughs> uh, and a lot of it's really good because it, I think it's the only time that they mention porn websites on oh. WWE programming. So JBL sort of goes, you're sitting in your mommy's basement, flipping between your porn sites, <laughs> and you email your friend and you say, I'm hardcore. And he <laughs> gets back to you and he says, I'm hardcore, ECW rules. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like that basic sort of sort of thing. ECW rules. I think that's a really funny thing. And out comes Rob Van Dam. Yes. So Rob Van Dam is the architect of this pay-per-view. It was his idea. He, mm. he went to Vince McMahon to say, what do you think about doing this? Mm. It's popular. You have a load of the wrestlers on the roster. And uh, the reaction he gets is absolutely unbelievable. Mm. The terrible thing for Rob Van Dam is he'd gone through ACL surgery. Yeah, which uh, is incredibly uh, invasive. It really is. <laughs> I, and he had, I think, some of the most invasive ACL surgery you can have. Normally it's like a six-month, I think, recovery period. Mm. And I think he was gone for something like ten. So really? it well, was it was a, a tricky yeah. one. Now, Rob Van Dam, one of those guys who, in the ring, in ECW, you could see he was the number one star in ECW when it came to in-ring work. He mm. was their big franchise player. 
And one of the things that always happened with ECW is when they had one of these big stars, WCW or WWE, with their, with their huge money, would be able to just poach them. ECW couldn't keep them. But Rob Van Dam had really stayed around for a long, long time. Mm. He was always on the verge of going because he was absolutely an unstoppable A-lister. The only thing about Rob Van Dam, when he did get to WWE, his in-ring stuff was, I think we talked about this before, really revolutionary and unlike anything you'd ever seen. It was so influential, really, that you look back at it now and it looks quite pedestrian. Mm. Only because everyone else has really sort of picked up on what he did. But he was, at the time, one of the most exciting in-ring performers around. Right. What he was notorious for was not being very good on the mic. He, wasn't, he didn't have that great deal of personality. And in this, he comes out and he, he just gives a blast for the last, really, three years of his career in WWE, where he just sort of says, the writers have just had me saying, you know, whatever and cool dude, mm. you know, and I've got my voice back. And he just lays into that, 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 the WWE people who weren't there saying, this isn't your night. And there's a funny thing, again, this is all that, that worked shoot stuff. Yeah. Where it seems very, very much like that is something he legitimately would feel. Mm. This was his pay-per-view. Why are they putting the WWE people in? And it's delivered in a way that possibly is more scripted than he's letting on. But equally, they could have said to him, just go out there and say what you think. Because I shouldn't think that Bradshaw's was particularly scripted. He no. seems to be talking from the heart. Um, and out, out comes RVD. And RVD, again, with this one performance, even though he wasn't able to wrestle at this pay-per-view, mm. he gets himself more over in one night, really, than he has probably, certainly in the last two years of his career, if not really since he first debuted in 2001. Mm. Um, so it's a really exciting thing to see. It sets in motion everything for the following year because this pay-per-view does become a, an enormous success um, and they basically, you know, he, he's talked himself in one single promo back into the main event. Yeah. Magic to see. And that does happen every now and again, doesn't it? Which I quite like. Mm. Uh, but he sort of talks about, you know, oh, I don't need a storyline. I was thinking, I do need a storyline a little bit so I'm not really sure who <laughs> to blah. But he says, like, he's talking about like missing wrestling in this show because obviously he's done his um, SCL. It's worse than missing Booker T's wedding. Yeah. That, like, that, that was, was a weird one. I, I think they were a tag team for a bit. But it's not, right. like, it's not like that was a massive thing. <laughs> no, but, you I know. had no idea they were ever connected anywhere. <laughs> think, but he missed his wedding. I think that also is that <laughs> thing about that work shoot that you're going, Look, we're taking you behind the scenes, you know. Um, <laughs> Did nobody peruse the guest list of Booker T's second wedding? I, I, I mean, when you say I was really disappointed to like, miss Booker T's wedding, you do have a thing of going, do you call him Booker T in real life as well? Because did it say on his thing, Booker, Booker T, T and... Mrs T. Mrs T. <laughs> Mr T and Mrs would like T. Your, that would be his mum. So would like <laughs> to invite you to the, the wedding of oh, Booker. Oh, yeah, sorry. And I think it was Charmel who is his... Oh, it was, uh, yeah. She's only got one name, famously. She has. Ugh. Yeah. Confusing. Will you be taking my surname? I, I do not do surnames. <laughs> I, I'm just Charmel. Uh, coming out of the RVD thing, they have an impromptu <laughs> match, which is Rhino versus Sabu. Mm. Um, Sabu, I mean, really, again, really hard to over overstate how Scarred influential. Yeah, but in the nineties, <laughs> there was no one better than than Sabu. I mean, mm. he was he was absolutely the number one wrestler that you wanted to see. He was excitement personified. His he's his so scarred. Work, is is scrappy. He's so scarred, Mark. He throws himself through a lot of barbed wire and got uh, lovely boobies. Tables. He's got, and... he's got particularly part boobies. <laughs> so enjoying them. He 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 was a, a revolutionary force in wrestling. Mm. He was also one of those people who I think after years of it not happening since like the 70s people were genuinely a bit scared of Sabu right he was silent never spoke and just <laughs> or, or did on rare occasions but 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 by and large on television never spoke and he was just this 
absolutely fixed eye maniac who was coming <laughs> for you. Um, he, he has one of my favourite little sort of straps that they gave, and it was, I think, it came in the introduction. <laughs> but they used to say, uh, he's suicidal, homicidal, genocidal, <laughs> Sabu! Genocidal. He's genocidal! That's ramped up. But I've also like going, oh, but he's also suicidal. Gerontocidal? Could you do like that, maybe? <laughs> I, I like Fratricidal? Think, I like to think that's all covered in the, uh, <laughs> in the genocide. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't care. Fra- is the fratricide uh, is that your wife? Brother. Brother. Fra- What's yeah. wife then? Uh, Matricide mother. Yeah. What da- is it? Si- uh, it would be your sp- spousal, spouse, spousal spouse's side. Oh, I'm just trying to get Jimmy Snooker in there somewhere. <laughs> um, I like. I like. Uh, Mick- just saying it was good enough for me. <laughs> Happy about that. Didn't need to. Uh, Mick Foley. Um, it's RVD with one good knee. Still chat to the bush. <laughs> My favourite quote for the night. I think RVD with one good knee. <laughs> Enjoyable. Uh, I was really keen on this match just because this is a match between two Terry's as well. So <laughs> okay. Sabu's real name is Terry Brown. And Rhino is Terry Gervin. Steady, whoa. It was a Terry Funk and a Terry Brunk. Terry Brunk? Terry Brunk. Terry Brunk. Terry Brunk. Be... Ah, what are your favourite of Mine's Terry Brunk. He's a big boy, gets everyone. And he's scarred. You couldn't tell the difference. Great news, everybody. I've managed to uh, book a Terry, Terry Brunk. Brunk. <laughs> Which one? Terry Brunk. I quit match with Ric Flair. <laughs> Taking partner of Texas Chick. Oh, isn't is finishing? Although, although been... actually, Sabu was the taxi partner. <laughs> that didn't work at all. It should uh, one of them who should have been uh, the bronchitis, <laughs> which would, probably would have finished off a few wrestlers. Yeah, Bronchosaurus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually did a quick list of other wrestlers who are called Terry. Right. Do okay. You, do, you, do you think it's a common or an uncommon name for? Well, a wrestler? Terry always I always thought was a bit of a like a like a um, an English name. Terry. Mm. I don't know why, but Terry's chocolate orange. <laughs> Terry Wogan. <laughs> Terry Wogan. Um, uh, uh, there's quite a few. Uh, uh, Hulk Hogan is Terry Belayer. Oh, of course, yes, yes, yes. You've got yes, Terry yes. Funk, which is his real name. Uh, Terry Taylor. <laughs> Magnum T.A., whose real name was the T.A., because he looked like Magnum P.I. He's right. an 80s wrestler. He looked like Magnum P.I. Right. But they called him Magnum T.A. T.A. were his initials. His real name was Terry Allen. <laughs> um, I like the fact that whoever came up with... Magnum TA. They didn't know what the PI was in Magnum PI, <laughs> oh, which I presume no. is private investigator. Yeah, 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 it will be. But they were like, oh, just, he yeah, must we... be called Peter Inder, <laughs> or you know, whatever it would be. Um, Terry Gordy, uh, who, was, who was a great wrestler, and the Warlord, uh, Dave Batista's favourite wrestler, his real name is Terry Sapinski. Oh. Yeah, a lot of Terrys. <laughs> I imagine there's quite a lot more out Totally there. silly costume, more like. That's what I say. <laughs> oh. Well, I hope the Warlord's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh. Um, let's get out of here Mark we'll be yeah. back next week um, sorry about that TS bit there's no way to end I should have ended it 30 minutes in when I did that funny joke let's just hope he's died in the week before this goes out <laughs> <laughs> he'll be buried in that fucking costume <laughs> <laughs> was a Stakhanov production. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 